You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 212 of the Podcateers podcast. This week we talk about the Play Disney Parks app and although it just launched, we discuss what we'd like to see as part of future enhancements and how we think it can affect the park going experience, not only for those playing, but also for the guests not playing. We also chat about the opening of Toy Story Land and of course, I've already taken a ride on Slinky Dog Dash. Okay, it was on YouTube, but you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing, right? 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 Speaking of YouTube, make sure to check out our videos. We are at youtube.com slash podcateers and youtube.com slash Disney for two. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and ring that notifications bell icon so that YouTube tells you when a new video is posted. Plus, if you're trying to find all of our personal links, head on over to podcateers.com slash team. Hey, Amazon Prime Day is coming up. So before you start checking out those deals, make sure to start that journey by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon and clicking on the huge Amazon button on that page. It'll take you to Amazon using our special link and anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon just for mentioning them on the podcast and then you going through the whole like clickety clickety thing that happens when you click on the link and then go to Amazon and stuff. So to all of you using our link, thank you very much. You guys rock. If you enjoy our podcast, another great way to support us is by simply telling a friend or maybe leaving a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. That way people know about us. But if you want to take it a step further, you can become one of our podcast fairy godparents. They like to call themselves the FGP squad. Becoming a fairy godparent is easy. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for a link to sign up via Patreon. You can give as little or as much as you want monthly, but if you sign up for at least a contribution of $5 per month, you will also get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. To all of our podcast fairy godparents, thank you very much for the support. Finally, the Chalk Walk is rapidly approaching, and we want you to be a part of our team. Head on over to podcateers.com 212 for information on how to donate or to join the team. We'd love to have you there. It's tons of fun, and it's also for a great cause. Also, this week we're going to be launching something new. We're really, really excited about this because we're going to be offering a pre-order for a Team Boat Willy enamel pin. I know, it's our first enamel pin. We're super psyched about it. Information about that is going to be posted later this week after the launch of this episode, 212. So keep an eye out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for when we post that information. Proceeds from each purchase will go towards our fundraising efforts for Chalk. So on behalf of the whole team, I just want to say thanks in advance for helping us make a difference in a child's life. All right, so here we go. Here is episode 212 of Podcateers. Boom. Ah, that theme song, though. <laughs> You're listening to Podcateers. Oh my god, you sound just like the girl who wow. does our, our voiceover Seriously. work. Really? That's crazy. Wow. Or in the Insanity. industry, they say VO. VO. You know. It's just, wow, you nailed that impression. What Same. a compliment. That's, well done. Thank you. Like, well Thank done. you so much. You know, we should have just used you instead. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Of Bill Rogers and Camille just doing their thing for Disneyland and California Adventure. You know, I try. What can I say? It's got that whole pro vibe to it. Well done. Well done. We'll keep you in mind for the next one, though. Thank you. Please. Would love to be considered. (laughs) And when uh, Gavin makes his uh, animation, um, his first animation film, maybe we could all do voiceover work. Dude. That would be amazing. I want to be the lion at the beginning. Wow. <laughs> Remember when it was Tom and Jerry for a little bit? Yes. Or Tom? Meow. Those were the Classic. best. Gavin, this is your first official week as a as a Californian, right? That's right. That's wow. right. I'm How do you here? like being a Californian? Oh. <laughs> so far, I love it. 
Uh, we finally got our apartment all set up and ready to go. And yeah, tonight ends our very first week as California residents. Correction, cool. you're in you're in the Orange County bubble now. You're in the OC. Yeah, yeah. So did you it's take real. the twenty two to the four hundred five? to the 55 yet uh i don't know if i've done it in that combo but yes i have taken all of those roads i know you've surely taken the 57 right yep, totally <laughs> down to huntington beach and i think it fits too you're in orange county and your favorite color is orange Absolutely. And I'm actually, what, two roads away from Orange Avenue, which is amazing. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. I'm digging mm. it. Well, we're happy to have nice. you here. Uh, but I got to complain, dude. You brought the heat with you, man. Yeah. It was I, nice I really and cool. Mean... And then you showed yeah. up and it's a boom, 117. <laughs> I didn't really mean to. I mean, a couple things followed me here. The the heat, for one thing, obviously. But then, I don't know if you heard, but Le- LeBron James followed me here, too. Yeah, what's so, up with that? So there's some pros and cons. I mean, well, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that one. <laughs> You're welcome. The season will be good again next year. Sports! Hopefully. Yeah. Thanks. Also, that's all that's been on TV right now. But also, here. JaVale McGee followed me here, too. So, I don't know. Uh, when did you say Bleeding Gums <laughs> McGee? No. Sports. Is that, is that like a saxophone player or something? That Might sounds well horrible. <laughs> well, wasn't that guy that Lisa looked up to in The Simpsons, like Bleeding Gums Murphy or something? I don't remember what that guy's name was. That was sure. like early on, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Bleeding Gums Murphy. <laughs> I mean, if you if I got it wrong or if somebody knows, just leave it in the comments for the blog post or the instagram post for this episode uh, i'm like uh, like 99 sure that it was bleeding gums murphy i'm uh, sure one of our listeners is googling it right now probably <laughs> which we could have done too at their cubicle except it's hot mm-hmm. and at this point i i feel like i just want to jump into a pool and just relax but I don't think well, the especially microphone. Especially for you. Yeah, and but I don't think the microphone and all the electronics would agree with that. So I'm gonna have to settle for the sauna. I mean, my room. <laughs> oh. So Gavin. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, considering you've now been in California for a whole week, <laughs> have you had a chance to go experience Pixar Pier and all of the changes coming to Disney California Adventure? I haven't yet. We've been so busy. We've made, I think, three separate trips to Ikea. And Do they know you by other... name yet? <laughs> no, not yet. But we recognize a lot of the employees there now. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've been just doing setup mode this whole week. So I think tomorrow I will finally get to just chill out, head over to the park, and just experience all that new fun stuff at Pixar Pier. And I can't wait. I know all of you guys have seen it. And uh, I'm feeling a little left out, but I know that it'll it'll happen real quick here. <laughs> Gavin had FOMO, so he moved over here. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. That is major bit. FOMO. That's yeah. it. I'm moving. <laughs> That's pretty much how the conversation uh, went down. Yeah. I remember yep. that conversation. It's true. Huh. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to? Obviously, the Incredicoaster is the number one item on the list. I can't wait to see it. I'm probably going to see it um, both daytime and nighttime tomorrow, if I can make that happen. Because uh, by all accounts, nighttime is the way to do it. But I also am excited about the Lamplight Lounge. I'm really pumped to see that. Um, I feel like it's a place from what I've seen and heard, it's a place where you want to go back multiple times because I feel like there's mm-hmm. tons of detail and, you know, tons of different areas to sit in where you might feel like you're having a different experience. So I am absolutely excited about checking that out and, uh, all that it has to offer. And I mean, in general, I'd like to see all the rest of the pier and how they've kind of redressed it, uh, you know, for the things that are open so far. But those would be my top two things that I'm super looking forward to. Cool. That sounds incredible. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So wait, you guys have all been there, though, and I've seen pictures and 
the the entrance to Pixar Pier from uh, like if you're walking from Little Mermaid across the pier, there was mm-hmm. supposed to be the lamp above the He's, sign there. Like Luxo is, lamp's not going to be there till a little bit later. Oh, like soon, the animatronic still being worked on, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I kept seeing pictures of it, and I thought, "Wow, wait, there's supposed to be the lamp there." And I wondered if they changed their plans, or, or if it was just still in the works. I thought, I thought that being such a prominent thing, that would have been one of the things they debuted with the the rest of the debut. But I guess not. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a part of it too, but I think maybe all of their energy was shifted over to the opening of Toy Story Land. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking that, that now sense. that it's officially open, they can move back to bringing Flix Flyers. I mean, um, what's the emoticon or what's that new attraction going to be called? <laughs> Where the Malibu emoticon. used to be. <laughs> emotional whirlwind? The emotional something or other. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, whirlwind. whirlwind. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and bringing, you know, the Luxo <laughs> lamp and all that stuff. But I jest. I know what, you know, I know what it's called. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, man, it is a sight to see. I wish I had gotten a little bit more video when I did the vlog of when we rode the Incredicoaster for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I shot some clips of Pixar Pier itself, at, at least some of the things that I liked and I enjoyed seeing when I was there. So if you go over to the YouTube channel, you guys can check that out, youtube.com slash podcateers. Uh, but I know that the one thing I'm looking forward to trying this next time I go is that chicken that flows, man. I saw that Ooh, Disney yeah. for two video on that YouTube channel <laughs> and they were all about and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but you guys pretty much thought it was a tie, right? In your video, like you kind of called it a tie for them. Like you couldn't go wrong with either one. Yeah, for me, it was a tie. I mean, Plaza, it's probably like 5149, oh, <laughs> you know, because like so it's like Plaza is just like the original, you know, yeah. but I love Pepper. So that's why I like flows like that. That skin, oh, yeah. so crispy. It was so good. Sounds so and the good. garlic mashed potatoes. It's really yeah. But oh, here we go. <laughs> 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 but you have you said it in the video, so we have video proof that you thought that Plaza's was definitely more tender, juicier. Because it's brined. Yes, yes, I will agree. But it's so, not like it's a dry chick. It's not like biting into a shoe. All around. It is good. It is good. Plaza all around. (laughs) So it's not 5149. It's more like 5248. Yeah. Yeah, that would be more accurate, actually. (laughs) Well, that is super close. But it is worth trying. It is worth trying. Definitely. No, I agree with that. And try it for yourself. Then, you know, you can make the decision. Are you sure I can't get that experience just from watching a YouTube video? (laughs) Not really. You need the calories to make it count. Yep. (laughs) Okay, if you say so. (laughs) Did you guys get a chance to try the Disney Play app this week? Not me. I haven't been there yet. Only a little bit. We had dinner with Melissa at Lamplight Lounge on Wednesday? No, no. no, Last Tuesday? Tuesday. 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 Yeah, Tuesday. Because I was editing the episode and I couldn't join you guys. (laughs) It was Hazen Ice, Hazen's idea to go to the park, and we went, and then Hazen didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Classic. I couldn't edit, guys. I need to stay home. I'm like, Look, okay, well, we're still we're still going. But that just shows you how dedicated I am to making sure that we put out a quality episode every Wednesday. There you yeah. go. You're welcome. True. So we we walked up to Lamplight Lounge, and we were lucky enough to get a table. And while we were waiting, Melissa pulled out the app and we were doing some trivia questions, but we didn't do anything like the games and the lines or or any of that yet. Mm, okay. We were waiting for all of you guys so we could get a real game going. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sweet. Yeah, I wanted to try it out as a group because I, it seems to be more enjoyable as a group. Like you could team up, you could, you know, pretty much do what we do now with other apps like Heads Up and stuff. But now there's that gamification of being in the Disney parks when you're playing this Mm -hmm. app. 
when you guys were doing the trivia, how deep into like Disney geekdom would you say the questions were geared? Like, would you say that it's kind of simple where like the basic Disney fan would be able to enjoy the trivia? Or do you think that they got like super hardcore Disney? I think it was just for the the regular fan, not the Disney nerd. Okay. Because it was just like what was what were some of the questions? Like um BJ can read one of the actual I can read. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut the pause there. BJ can read. Sorry. I'm so happy you can read now, buddy. <laughs> BJ can read. BJ can read the um, example. Example. Question. There you go. A real question from the app. So here's an example. True or false? On opening day, Disney California Adventure Park had the distinction of being the only Disney theme park with three separate guest entrances. True or true false? True or false? True. False. True. Final answer. <laughs> yeah. Hazen oh. is correct. Where were they? Ah. Oh. Um. For bonus points, where were they? Uh, I'm going to go with Esplanade. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... It's a solid uh, choice. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. I'm going to go with... Um, from the hotel. From the ding, Grand ding. Californian. Uh-huh. And then from the other hotel... Across the street from the Paradise Pier Hotel. But where? Uh, from the back of the roller coaster by the Malibuomer. Ding. Oh, n- what? Malibuomer? <laughs> well, the big what orange used thing. To be the... Well, what used to be. I mean, like it's not I'll, there I'll give anymore. it to you. I'll give it to you. But it was it from was that by, back corner. It was by Corndog Castle. Corndog oh. Castle. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking the opposite side. Yeah, so I mean, you're close. Yeah, was yeah. that another entrance from the Grand Californian? It was for Disney's Paradise Pier hotel oh, guests. Oh, interesting. So they just cross the street, use the crosswalk, and bada bing, bada boom, you're right there. See, I always thought that that was a, a planned entrance, but it was a never actually created entrance. But they actually used to use a, a third entrance? Yeah, but huh. it was not very popular from what I understand. Interesting. Well, then there you go. I seriously thought it was on the other side. Yeah, I thought it was like near where Paint the Night comes through. Yeah. That big, that big opening. For some reason in my head, that's where I felt that the entrance was. But hey, at least I knew it was somewhere near the big lake thingy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. You were cool. definitely close. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the app seems fun. I, I want to make sure that we do get a chance to play some of that. You know, I, I did get a chance to open the app. You can't really play a lot of the stuff that happens in the park because I guess the way that it functions is, one, it takes your location, right? And it uses mm-hmm. Bluetooth technology to check you into the attractions, which I thought was kind of mm. cool. And the fact that you don't have to pair it the way that you do with normal Bluetooth applications makes me feel that they're using uh, something similar to what Apple was using for their beacon technology not too long ago. So when you approach an attraction, it'll tell you, you know, ride this attraction, check in, and then you launch the app. And with the Bluetooth tech, it just gives you points or it does whatever it's supposed to do to check you in so that it knows that you did that task if you open the app outside of the park, you can go through the lands, you can click on the attractions, and although you can't play the games, you do get an idea of what you're going to see, like with the trivia, for instance. The coolest thing that we found, Lynette was going through the app as well, and she found that on certain attractions, you can hear the soundtrack. So you can really? hear, yeah, you can hear the music oh, spots cool. for the attractions. Like if you go, I forgot which attraction she was showing it to me for, but several of the attractions have their soundtracks available for you to listen to while you're there. And I hmm. thought that was just one of the coolest features of the app itself. I'm a very huge cool. fan of the audio of the parks and I mean, good on Disney for including this. I mean, some of those pieces of music are so iconic you leave that land whistling that stuff anyway. And the fact that you don't have to be in the park, you can kind of launch the app and just kind of listen to it. That's super cool. (laughs) Heck yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, if you guys have had a chance to play with the Disney Play app, join the conversation over on Instagram and 
tell us what you had a chance to play, how many people were in your group, and was it fun for you? This app, I think, is geared towards a very large group of people. And I think Disney is trying to concentrate on getting all of the people that launch separate apps while you're standing in line or while you're waiting for the parade or while you're waiting for fireworks. And instead of you leaving the Disney experience and launching, let's say, Heads Up, for instance, they want you to continue playing with Disney stuff. Because mm -hmm. at some point, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm assuming that at some point there's going to be advertisements or something having to do with, hey, get all the points for this attraction and get yourself 10% off your next Dole Whip or something. You know, I have to imagine <laughs> that that's where they're going with this. That the more that you play, they'll reward you with stuff like that. Because I, I don't think it's going to be all digital tokens. Or, or what do you guys <laughs> think? That... Digital, like, co coin bin? <laughs> yeah, like digital metals. Like, for... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just the yeah. game and that's it? Mm -hmm. I mean, after you're done with the trivia, unless they plan on adding new trivia or adding new experiences, it's going to get boring really quickly if you go through all of the experiences in the app. So they're going to have to find a way to keep refreshing that and make it exciting for people to want to play it, especially for APs, right, that are in the park so often. If you're vacationing and you go once a year to Disneyland, then it's great. You can go through the entire app in your week-long visit or day visit or however long that you're there. But if you're an AP, you're probably going to burn through the content in your first couple of weeks to a month if you're really going through it. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would imagine that they would have to have some sort of an evergreen plan for it so that it's always evolving and, and remaining new just for that reason, because I think their biggest users are going to be the AP holders who are there all mm -hmm. the time, you know. It'll be neat for people who come, you know, every few months or once a year or something like that. They might download it and play it while they're hanging out for the few days that they're in the park. But the AP uh, people are going to be the ones that really use this app and really explore it and really kind of push its boundaries. And I think they're smart enough to know that. So I, I would imagine that the, the trivia will renew after a time and then hopefully they'll change up the other experiences that you can get points for and, or earn achievements for or whatever. Um, otherwise, yeah, it definitely would be a limiting kind of an app. I'm excited to try it out. Uh, like I said, uh, I'll be going back um, to the park real soon and probably tomorrow morning and I'll be there by myself. So I might just kind of spend some time exploring with the app and, and checking it out. What do you guys think about them adding? I think we briefly touched on this before where <clears throat> I know I'm going to say this, these words and you guys are going to roll your eyes at me, but <laughs> what do you guys think of them adding similar, like the AR technology similar to what's in Pokemon go and the upcoming Harry Potter game by Niantic, where if it through the app, you take your own photos, but you have the same type of magic experience photos that you get at Walt Disney World, except you don't need PhotoPass around to do it. You know, at any time, mm -hmm. launch the app, you get this AR experience. What do you think about the possibility or even the idea of them adding something like that to the Play app as part of the gamification process? I think it could be interesting. Um, I, I guess it depends on how extensive it is. You know, if it's going to be, you know, packs of people, you know, rushing around the park trying to collect Disney <laughs> characters or whatever, it, it might get a little bit. Um, yeah, that's a little hectic. Yeah, a little hectic, a little in the way, so to speak. I, I don't know. I, I just remember when Pokemon Go was in its full flush and there were places you could go and it was like oh my gosh these packs of people are in my way everywhere mm -hmm. i go and they're all doing this one thing and it's kind of annoying so i don't know if disney wants to really get into that business but i think they could probably come up with something creative and cool that gives you similar experiences but doesn't turn into you know this mass scavenger hunt where packs of teenagers might annoy you all day get off my if lawn it, <laughs> yeah if it kinda. was in the line queue i think that would be cool but not like like 
I remember our friend Jonathan was like with Pokemon Go, and I don't play it. I've never played it, so I don't know. But isn't there like a gym or something like, or when you're battling somebody, there was one like I forget like super creature. I don't know what it was, but um, he said <laughs> everybody was in front of the castle trying to capture this thing. Uh, well, VJ, let me explain to you exactly go. what's happening. Uh, you opened it you up opened now. The can of worms. <laughs> so as part of Pokemon Go, they do have these facilities called gyms, and they do have legendary Pokemon that spawn every so often. Oh, and so you have to right. raid to try to capture these legendary creatures. That's how it functions, my friend. So when do you get the ball and actually throw it and say, I choose you, Pikachu? Uh, whenever you want to. I mean, I shout it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, if you if it was in the line queue, I think that'd be okay. Um, but yeah, when I remember that specific day, everybody was at in front of the castle, and I remember when uh, the band was actually trying to perform, and they had to like push people away, and they're like, "No, I'm oh. I'm playing right now. I can't hold on, hold on. Give me like, five oh. more seconds." You know, they're like, "Sir, move back, move back." Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of annoying. I mean, I do still play Pokemon Go. Like, right now, it's kind of in this resurgence because they added a whole bunch of stuff to the game that people have been wanting since it launched. And so, uh, I mean, we have a group of people at work that avidly play, but (laughs) I I also try to be respectful. If if I'm in somebody's way, I won't. I mean, I'll move, right? I'm not going to be like, no, stop. Get, like, no, I'm just Pokemon. Like, get out of my way. You know, that, that sucks. That's very disrespectful. So I do my best, you know, to not be in people's ways, just kind of off to the side. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, but that's you. You're probably exception to the rule. You know, everybody else is going to just be, hello. Hey, watch out, sir. There's that car right. Uh. He was playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> Dude, you don't he even know, it. man. There are some hardcore players that are totally like that. I mean, right. You know, there's the, the red trolley like, yeah. ding, ding. Hello, move. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, Hazen, do you think if they did something like that with a Disney theme that it would it would carry the same weight as Pokemon Go? Like, would it have the same following? Because I, I don't think it would. Because Pokemon already has this game concept built into it that's been there for decades. And, I mean, Disney really doesn't. Unless maybe they tried to roll it into, like, Kingdom Hearts or something and... And bring that in, and you're like trying to capture <laughs> key swords Uh-oh. or something. Second can of worms. <laughs> oh, I did it. I didn't oh, mean to, but I did speaking it. Speaking to his heart. You broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, look, they're, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that with this app. We all know Uh-oh. that. But if they, they totally <laughs> should. Disney, I hope you were listening to Gavin. Okay. You got to start adding keyblades <laughs> to the kingdom. Oh well, my god. But do you think it would be actually popular like Pokemon yes! Go? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. When I was asking about, when I made the reference to Pokemon Go, I wasn't actually talking about the game itself. I was talking more about the augmented reality technology Mm -hmm. that they use where you can flick on your camera and it looks like one of the characters is physically in front of you versus seeing the animated little turf that they're on when you're playing the game. So the idea behind it would be that let's say you're in front of Peter Pan's flight and you just want to take a picture instead of waiting for the actual Peter Pan to come or, you know, maybe you launch the camera and in AR format, you see Tinkerbell flying around you and you get this little animated movie or a still picture with pixie dust and stuff around you. You know, that's really more of what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned it when you were talking about it, because one of the things that led me to to think was this could be really cool for scavenger hunts. The way that they currently have the Disney night events and stuff like that. Imagine if they did a Disney event scavenger hunt. Remember when we were talking about the types of nights that we would do? And I was yeah. like, oh, Gravity Falls, like scavenger hunt would be super <laughs> cool. What if the Disney Play app had its own scavenger hunt as part of one of those events? Like one night only. You could unlock cool new things. How awesome would that be? That That'd would be, be cool. I would play that with you. Now that that'd be cool to, like, if, especially if it's um, an AP event, you know, like they for Tomorrowland or something, or just like an overlay, or if they did like hyperspace or something like that, where maybe the first night there's something. I think that would be dope. Yeah. 
But then if it was like a one night only thing and it wasn't a special event, I think you run into what you guys were talking about, right? Where you have troves of people trying to get to a certain mm, location. That's true. So I don't know. Unless it's well, an maybe actual... for like Pixar Pier where it's only, you know, for a couple months and then it just changes frequently. Yeah. Or yeah. every three months or something like that. I think that would be a really good way to approach it. Yeah. That's a good idea. So oh, I man. think with your other idea, though, of it being just a like an AR photo op. I think the only problem with that is that you're more or less creating additional attractions, which are going to create additional lines. And, you know, like your example of Peter Pan, if they do this, then there's going to be a constant line somewhere in front of Peter Pan next to the constant line that's in front of Peter Pan in the (laughs) constant congestion, which is that section of fantasy land. So, I would be fearful that it would just create more, you know, groupings and lines of people trying to line up for a shot uh, unless they decided to do them in, you know, kind of less populated areas to kind of spread out the crowds. You know, if they if they put one of these photo ops, you know, kind of over to the far right of Small World, you know, and it was like a mystery character and every couple weeks you could go there and take a photo there and you'd be next to a different character if they did something like that out of the way i think it could work but having like prime location photo ops like in front of the castle or in front of big attractions i think it would just gum up the works too much that that's true i think it would really work um depending on the age group you're trying to get to maybe toontown would probably be the best place to do it because there's really nothing there to you know besides roger rabbits and the gadget. Go- yeah, the gadget coaster. Like those are the only things, but you really have to go into a line for that. But everywhere else, you could just take pictures or do I a. I mean, kind of. But the last time we were in Toontown, it was actually pretty popular. Remember, I had to run after to get a seat. Yeah, because it was the Mickey and Minnie Sunday. <laughs> I mean, what what is okay? Which was totally worth perfect. It. Perfect example. Like if you're thinking of oh, there's going to be all these lines. What's the difference between? Oh, somebody just blasted this thing on Instagram for Mickey and Minnie Sunday. Now everybody's there or everybody's trying to get these new ears that are coming out, you know? And so it's kind of like the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You think about like all the herds of people that are going in. Definitely. Yeah, but this would be more of a constant, I think. Right. I like the idea of having photo ops. Like, I think that's really cool. I like the, the magic photos that they do in Walt Disney World. And I think that if they could roll that kind of technology into the app so that that is something that they can experience in Disneyland and, and DCA, I think that's really cool. I just, mm-hmm. I just worry that there's just going to be more places for crowds to form. And yeah, I would worry about the placement of those things. How about if they tied it into, like, say, mm-hmm. Alien Popcorn Buckets, where you can't get that special character unless you buy the alien popcorn bucket and then you get an alien, you know, one of the little green men for your AR thing. I don't know for your, Mm, that'd be cool. Cause then it still has the line. And then, you know, Disney, Disney could kind of control it that way. Mm -hmm. So if it scans, like say your past, wait, does it link up to your Disney app, Disneyland app? It doesn't necessarily link to the Disneyland app, but it does use the exact same login credentials. I was going to say, so if you like scanned your pass or something, then it would like unlock that character for you. Mm-hmm. you oh, I see. Got your, you know, you get your AP <clears throat> discount and then, oh, do you play the Disney Play app? And then like, yeah. So then they scanned your card again for that thing and then yeah. you can unlock that character. Yeah, I could see them doing that. I mean, I could also see them just adding some kind of QR code to the bucket. Where once you purchase oh, you it, go. you know, you scan the QR code and that validates the fact that you purchased it. Or your receipt has a QR mm-hmm. code validating it. And it's like oh. a one-time use, right? So once it validates one time, it can't be added to another person's play app. That's a good idea. I mean, I think the technology behind the Disney Play app is really Disney's step closer to getting rid of things like Magic Bands. Right, because magic bands work on NFC and RFID technology. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that type of technology only works within, I think, like four or five centimeters or millimeters or something like that. You have to be really close, but it's always on. 
so people can just kind of swipe by and read it like your android phone could read the rfid information that's on a magic band if you have an app for it right Mm -hmm. but i think switching over to bluetooth technology and putting it on something that everybody's carrying with them like a phone for instance it's it's perfect because it only enables when you need it to function Plus, you don't have that limitation of the four to five millimeter centimeters, whatever it is for RFID, because Bluetooth technology kind of goes 30 to 100 feet, depending on if you're using Bluetooth 2.0 through 5.0, you know, so depending on which version of Bluetooth you're on, you could get a really decent range out of it, but you get a minimum of 30 feet. So I'm assuming that that's how they're going to be able to call on these special tokens or call on these special things that happen through the app. This just makes me really excited about what's coming for Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I think this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg as far as what we're going to see in the Play app uh, before Galaxy's Edge opens. Yeah. Yeah, and they've already indicated how it's going to be so interactive, you know, in the stories that are going to unfold while you're there. So having having all this, all the app technology, you know, being developed right now, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right, Hayes. And I think it's going to be, we're going to see another step forward once Galaxy's Edge opens. <laughs> Gavin, when you were saying it was all interactive, I was just thinking of all these people and kids just with their lightsabers just hitting each other. Swinging their phones around like lightsabers. Lightsabers are banned at Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) There's too much interactive going on here. Um, But with, do you think that might take away from the magic though of the park? No. Because you you don't think like people, Pokemon Go, everybody, their face is just in their screen of their phone. You know, I mean, you could say that about Instagram. Yeah, it, I mean, people. But I mean, when you're actually giving them something else to take, like you, I don't, I don't know. I feel so. like it kind of no. might. Ta- I'm afraid it might take away some of the magic. I feel like it gets you more involved. Yeah, especially if it's with a a Disney app or if it's something with Disney. I think, I think the goal is to try to get you more immersed in the experience mm-hmm. true but if but hazen if you were there with your kids and you're trying to you know teach them about like oh walt was here and he did this or whatever it is you know like um lamppost down main street you know they're they're actually bought for like teaching them history and then they're just stuck in their phone like yeah yeah that's nice dad i just got donald well <laughs> then they don't go on the next visit you mean yeah. like i don't know like, and it's hard to have that fine that balance you know well that's i think that's fair but i mean really it's more about a control thing right you like again i go back to ap's Mm -hmm. ap's are there so frequently that a lot of us tend to experience all the attractions over and over and over and over this i think is just an added layer of entertainment and excitement to experience while you're in the park and if your kids have a phone in front of them then check them and take their phone away <laughs> you know it's like guys i'm trying to teach you i'm trying to bust some knowledge into your noggin and then tell them about the lamppost and where they came from and how they were purchased and all that good stuff like you see that window right there you see that light and you see why it never gets turned off you tell them all of that or you make a deal with them like bargain hey look for the next 15 minutes i'm gonna teach you something good and then you can play all you want right i think because i'd just be a, afraid a of thing. Uh, well that'd be great you know what you're saying, but I'm I'm afraid of there's already people already their heads are just in their phones when they're walking down Main Street. You're like, hello, I'm right in front of you. I'm right. Of... <sighs> yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, you just yeah. totally hit yeah. my, my chur out of my hand. But then if everybody's doing it, you know, I, I'm just a little apprehensive of yeah. how people are, especially when something is new, like you were saying, APs get into it. All the APs are going to be doing it, yeah. you know. And like Gavin was saying, when Pokemon Go just came out, everybody was excited about it, which is great. But then everybody's doing it. And that's what I'm Mm -hmm. afraid of. 
is everybody's right. just going to be doing that. Like, oh, if you watch um, Together Forever with the fireworks show with your phone and you see another AR thing, everybody's going to have their phone up. And, right. you know, so I'm afraid some things might take away from the magic. But mm-hmm. I think it. I agree with you. It would enhance, you know, certain things. Are we going to see something, mm. AJ? Yeah. How do you know? Because you're like, <laughs> you're waiting to jump in. You're doing that double dutch. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's talking about the same thing, but how VJ is saying a lot of us are really into our phones and maybe not taking in the moment or being in the moment. It just reminded me of a photo that they just released. I think it was on Disney Parks blog, and it was of the Toy Story Land opening. Mm -hmm. And you see, like, all the confetti. I think this is the right photo. All the confetti, like... Yay! Toy Story Land's open, and then you see everyone with their phones up taking pictures, yeah. or their like, iPads. Everyone's, everyone's on their phone, <laughs> so it just it just reminded me of that. Like I, I get what you're saying, babe, but I think it's gonna happen regardless. Yeah, I agree with the sentiment that VJ is speaking about. It, it kind of piggybacks on on some of the fears that I had uh, about some of our other ideas, but. I'm interested to know if this technology can go in a direction that doesn't require you to look at your phone. You know, a lot of the things we've mentioned are location-based, you know, Bluetooth or whatever it is, you know, geolocation, whatever. So imagine a scenario where, you know, you are in Galaxy's Edge and you're interacting with, uh, let's say, a bounty hunter. And that bounty hunter tells you something and he, you know, with sleight of hand triggers a device in his part pocket, which locates your phone. And then, so from then <laughs> on you're scary. tracked to another place. And if you walk into the right place in that land, then, you know, another cast member knows that you're the one they're looking for because they've located your phone and they, you know, give you another clue or something. You know, I, I just feel like if, if so many possibilities yeah if you can be tagged somehow and you know they know where you are and so characters can interact with you in a successive way that tells you a story or leads you through a story i think that could be amazing and that doesn't require you to pull out your phone and and look for something or you know i don't know if that technology exists i don't know if it's a security issue where they can't be like tracking you without you whatever (laughs) i don't know I'm, I don't know anything account. about You'd that. You'd be surprised, dude. <laughs> right. I, I think I would be. And I feel like there, there are many possibilities in that, that kind of range that would let us engage with the magic in a more direct way instead of, you know, for a moment when you look away and you check out, like, you know, if you're in Fantasyland or if you're in Cars Land, there's no iPhone technology that fits that theme. And so when you look down at your iPhone, you're kind of taking yourself out of that world. Mm-hmm. But if they can do it, do it where you don't have to look at your phone, but they're using your phone to know where you are and know who you are, then I think they could really just enhance the magic. Yeah. it. I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for uh, companies like The Void or... Uh, any company that is into augmented technology to create glasses or uh, Mickey ears or hats that may have some kind of augmented reality attached to it. You know, years ago and not too long ago, but a a few years back, we saw Google glass, right? It was this ridiculous piece of technology that stuck to the side of your head and you look like a total nerd wearing it, (laughs) but it was supposed to be kind of the first step to doing something like this, right? It was supposed to project, uh, images of certain things or translate things on the spot for you. So maybe this is kind of leading in that direction where you're saying, Gavin, instead of using your phone for it, they augment the real life space in real time by projecting something in front of your eyeball or something. And that way it's not really limiting you to just looking down to your phone. You're looking at everything around you and you're less likely to bump into somebody. Right, VJ? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but because technology has reached the point where you can use something like Bluetooth, you know, it's so much easier because everybody's carrying that with them these days where Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to track children. You just need to track the parents and what they're buying and what they're doing. And essentially you also get the kids along with the experience because if you know you're buying for four people, 
then you know it's not just you use who's using the app right it's you along mm-hmm. with three other guests and that's something that yeah. they've already tracked just from your purchase so technology has come to a point where we're basically making ourselves trackable the more and more we walk through oh life. yeah yeah everything yeah. that we do social I, media it's, just, it's cool man i i like uh the fact that they're adding these experiences like i said Everything you talked about, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that there's some tech already incorporated to the new Toy Story Land in Florida that interacts that way with the Disney Play app. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I I want to say that there was something. And anybody that's been to Toy Story Land, you know, please leave a comment if you've had a chance to play with the app and if you've had a chance to interact with anything inside of Toy Story Land. But I think the idea behind, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the idea behind the technology in Toy Story Land was very similar to the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You can purchase, uh, I think it's like a $50 wand, and then you can go around and you can cast these spells and things in the windows move and they do all sorts of things. So they interact with the wand as if you're casting a spell. And so I think the tech with the Play app is that you could make certain Easter eggs happen inside of Toy Story Land. If that's true, hmm. I think that's what they're going to start weaving over into Galaxy's Edge when it opens on both coasts. Sweet. Cool. Like we, have one the, we have those wands, and they're awesome. <laughs> it's nice. so much fun. So cool. But yeah, that'd be cool if you could have, use the Play app and actually have like things pop up or... You know, yeah, how like, to make windows move or like some Agent, sort of magic. Agent Perry's oh, yeah. World Showcase Adventure, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Make a toy pop up. <laughs> Kids would freak out. Imagine playing a giant version of Candyland, like a giant virtual game board. <laughs> People are just playing Candyland while you're standing in line. It's uh, amazing. How, oh, okay. that would be an, a cool step to take it in, right? You log in. You see a giant projection of a Candyland board or something while you're waiting. Or you could be playing like Midway Mania games, which now it's just called Toy Story Midway, right? It's no longer Midway Mania. Oh, it's not Midway Mania anymore? I think they renamed it with the opening Wait, of Toy, Toy Story Land. Wait, at Toy Story Land or yeah. in California no, Adventure? At Pixar Both. Pier, it's still Toy Story uh, Midway Mania, Midway. but I think okay. now it's just called Toy Story Midway. And we still haven't seen this new entrance yet. Nobody posted anything. Well, from the people that we follow, we haven't seen it. Anybody that's been there, please post a picture and tag us. We'd love to see the new entrance. So, you know, since we're on the topic, uh, Toy Story Land. Yeah. What do you guys think of the new Toy Story Land finally opening over in Florida? I think it looks pretty awesome, actually. I had my hesitations uh, regarding it when it was announced. I, I... I still don't feel like it's the strongest theme for an entire land, but what I've seen of it and the detail they put into it, you know, all the references and like every surface, every structure, every little bit of it down to like the, the popsicle benches and things like that. I think it, it looks amazing. It it looks like it's this wonderful, vibrant, you know, playful area. And I think Imagineering did an amazing job and I look forward to actually seeing it in person one day. I don't know that the attractions are top of the list. I think the, the slinky dog coaster looks pretty cool, but you know, I don't, I don't know that it's a wow factor as far as the attractions. I think it's more about the environment and all the, you know, neat little places you can, go in that land i think that's what attracts me the most so from the videos that we've seen it's not like how when pandora first opened up how Mm -hmm. everybody i was excited for that i could not wait till we went on our walt disney world trip to go to pandora but for this one i kind of feel like well like i could i could wait it's not like my number one priority thing you know um, and I don't know if it's because the videos we see of the Slink, what is it? The Slink roller coaster? What is it called? Slinky, Slinky Dog Dash. Dash. Slinky Dog. Um, <laughs> I guess it's the second part where it does that go part. And it's not really a dash. It's more like a, like he starts, <laughs> it's so slow. I'm like, when is this thing going to go? Well, it's not, 
It's I, not the Incredicoaster. I know, it's I know. more of like Gadgets Go or Mind Train. Yeah, but I've well, we've heard or you've told me you've heard that people were saying it's actually better than Mind Train, which yeah. I don't know how. But I mean, the Wheezy at the end looks cool. Yeah, that <laughs> animatronic looks super cool. I saw it today for the first time, and I was like, oh man, like it's, it looks really cool. But I wanted to be surprised, but yeah. it's it's too hard now with social media. Well, it it might also be one of those things where it feels faster when you're on the attraction than it, right. than yeah. when you're looking at it. Like re, like when you look like racers, you, exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was going to say. When you're standing next to Radiator Springs racers, especially if in, when you're exiting and you see mm-hmm. the people coming around that last curve, when you're on it, it feels like you're going fast. Yeah. But when you look at it, it doesn't look nearly as fast. So it, true, it, true. it might be one of those things where, you know, from your perspective, it doesn't look fast. But, yeah, the jury's still out because none of us have been on it yet. Plus, yeah. I think the mm-hmm. optical illusion of the whole slinky, like, I think in our brains, we're so used to a slinky being kind of slow and just kind of dragging around yeah. that the optical sure. illusion of it is really kind of messing with our brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that you say that you're not super excited about it, though, VJ, because... Do you think that it's because we've already seen other versions of it appear in other Disney parks? Because this is technically the fourth Toy Story Mm -hmm. land area in a Disney park. I mean, the very first one was in Paris, you know, all the way back in 2010. The most recent before this one was Shanghai's. But -hmm. really, the biggest one of all of them is the one in Hong Kong. Right? right. So I think Hong Kong's Toy Story Land kind of puts all the others to shame right now. Um, and I think one of you had mentioned at some point that that was kind of on your bucket list, right? Like Hong Kong Disney was definitely one of those parks that you wanted to visit even over Shanghai because of some of these other features. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that's kind of why you're not looking forward to it too much? Because the the excitement, I, I felt that it was there. I mean, what from the reports that I saw, the day after they opened the park or the, the day after that they opened the, day, the land. Yeah. They opened at 6 a.m. to accommodate how many people were trying to get in. And th- it was an unannounced opening of Toy Story hmm. Land at 6 a.m. So they preceded the opening times of all the other parks just to get more people into this area. I don't know, maybe it's a combination of everything. But yeah, I, it's, I think it's the attractions. Because when we talked about like junk or where's like the super one special that they got for the aliens but what other attractions just the slinky dog coaster yeah. right yeah um andy's lunchbox i was gonna say if anything i'm more excited to see the food and just what? or try the food and the just the theming of everything just being in the land i'm more excited than the actual attractions um yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think it's a combination of everything. Yes, seeing well, it in Hong Kong. AJ's been to the Paris version. We have Pixar Pier. We have, you know, it's like there's mm-hmm. a lot of Pixar things that we've already seen right. that I am excited to go, but I'm not like pumped like how Pandora I was for excited. Pandora excited. Or yeah. when Tron opens up in Tomorrowland, that's yeah. going to be yeah. like my number one thing when we go, you know, yeah. for the 50th. But or that in Ratatouille. In in Walt Disney World. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just I think you're right because we've seen so many different things. I'm just like, okay, I I could wait. That's you know, it's not my top thing. That, that's I still want to nice. do it, but that's nice. I could I could wait. I'm not gonna be like a oh okay, Slinky Dog. That's cool. <laughs> okay, I, if if I would the one thing with Imagineering, if there would have been, and I don't know if there's a way to do it, but when you see Slink go, I wish the springs would move like just one or two feet to make it look like he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's slinking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That'd be super yeah, that'd fun. That'd be cool. I'm sure they blue skied that, but. Uh, yeah, I know. But, you know, that's the people that like, oh, they're going to get their hands off. hit or something. <laughs> I kind of agree, though, with what you're saying, because I, I do have a, a minimized amount of excitement because I think. Where it sits, it's bookended by the last 
expansion that happened in Walt Disney World was Pandora. And then the one that's going to follow it is Galaxy's Edge. And mm-hmm. those are just on a different level. I mean, I think right. we can all admit that they're on a completely different level as far as theming, attractions, like all of it. And I think that, you know, it's kind of the same at the Disneyland Resort, too. I mean, Pixar Pier, they're bringing some neat things. But I don't think anybody is as excited about it as they were about Cars Land. And I don't think anybody's as excited about it as they're going to be Galaxy's Edge. You know, I think both resorts are kind of dealing with that at the same time. And, you know, everything can't be the top of the list. So, you know, there's an ebb and flow. And and I think they're they're adding some really cool, neat things uh, that are Pixar themed that will be totally enjoyable. But. Everybody right now is still looking forward to Galaxy's Edge. And maybe it's because we're celebrating Pixar Fest over here where it's like, oh, we kind of see it, mm-hmm. but we're not, you know, we're not yeah. there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to try it. Yeah. You know? oh, definitely. I mean, look at AJ. Are you going to go in August? <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about it. Um, yeah. So going to Walt Disney World in early August as much as I do want to experience Toy Story Land, I think the crowds may keep us from skipping out on Hollywood Studios this trip. So, I mean, it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, for me, it's the crowds that are deterring me from wanting to go there. Do you think they'll have mobile ordering at Andy's Lunchbox where they could just bring it to you so you could still try <laughs> it at Epcot or something? Yeah, I don't think they deliver. It's more like, can you guys bring it over? You order on the app and then you go. Planet truck, that'd be awesome (laughs) for an extra (laughs) service fee. That'd be cool. Now you're talking. (laughs) You know they should do that because you know at the resorts you can order pizza. Yeah. So that'd be cool if like the whole experience is they come in a Pizza Planet truck to drop it off. That'd be cool. 100%. 100%. Yes. That's a really good idea. Trucks, minivans. Minivans, like, yeah. It can happen. Disney, you're welcome. <laughs> I just want to say, too, going back to Toy Story Land, um, we had the popsicle benches first in uh, Bugs Land, just saying. True like, that. everyone's uh, talking about the popsicle benches in Toy Story Land. We had them here first. True that. That's true. That's true. Not that it's a competition. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and I will Throw say that, that they seem to make a little more sense in Toy Story Land because of the size factor. Right. I mean, unless you're talking like G.I. Joe status, like the tiny G.I. Joes, not the 12-inch versions. Right. Right? Maybe <laughs> then, I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> nitpicking now. <laughs> just nitpicking. Hazen just needs to get to Walt Disney World in general. So. Oh, I already wrote Slinky Dog Dash, dude. I wrote that oh, thing on YouTube, go. man. It was fantastic. Whoa, I got see, I haven't, I haven't, okay, I haven't seen it on YouTube. Does it get any faster than Gadget's Go Coaster? Or yes, it does. Does it? It does. Yeah. Okay. Because the second part where I see the <laughs> he video, he answers it with such confidence. <laughs> I He's yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I, I totally felt the wind in my face, and I was like, "Oh, that, just, that was that's the, the fan. fan in front of you, right?" <laughs> oh, is that what that was? <laughs> On high because it was hot today. It was okay, 110 degrees. Then I, I don't know if it does. Uh, <laughs> visually, it looks like it might. But you know what? I I think we should just ask the listeners again. I mean, if you guys have had a chance to ride Slinky Dog Dash or if you've had a chance to experience the opening of Toy Story Land, join the conversation over on Instagram, Twitter or on Facebook and leave us a comment and let us know exactly what it was like, especially if you were there on the opening day or the day after. How crazy was it? How long did you have to wait? Did you eat at Andy's Lunchbox and what you have? Because I know Disney for two is just wondering what the food is like there. So (laughs) leave us a comment. Tell us how it was. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to know what the food was like as well. Because uh, I think AJ and VJ said they were going to FedEx me something from there. Just like overnighted in one of those like (laughs) refrigerator type box things. So I could try it. Right, guys? Oh, I don't recall that conversation. I was hoping I could sneak it in and you just say like, (laughs) yes, because it's recorded. But that didn't function. So (sighs) sad. I do have to say I'm glad the army men finally have faces because they were kind of scary whenever we go to Walt Disney World. Because it's just basically somebody in 
like one of those green uh, mask. suits. That, yeah, that is true. Oh, weird. I, that is like you do not see a face at all. I mean, it's kind of like the real army men, but you know, they just wear this. It's just spandex over their face, and you're like, oh. you kind of scare me, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, wow. scary. Yeah, because here Did... it's just their face painted. Yeah. Right. No, that's real army men. Oh yeah, yeah. Do the they do they do the same little show that they do here at DCA with the army men and the little? Jeep? It looks like from some videos we've seen they do like an interaction thing, but I don't think they do the whole uh, drum drumming show. Uh, but maybe I they like do that little show. I think it's entertaining. <laughs> I want to say that I think I took video of the show of the army men at California Adventure like several months ago. If if I can find the video, maybe I'll put that up on YouTube. Cool. Yeah, maybe I'll put it up this week um, in conjunction with this episode. I'm going to try to find it, and I'll try to do a quick edit, and hopefully at least by the end of the week I'll have it up. But, yeah, it's a fun little show. I had never mm-hmm. seen it before in its entirety. Like, I would always walk by it, and I always kind of saw it happening. But I never stood there and watched it until that day. And it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. I've, I've watched it several times. It's one of the best little pop-up shows that happens in DCA. I really like how they get the adults involved, too. Like It's not just like <laughs> yeah. a show for kids. It's really uh, fun how they do it with the adults. So They always yeah. seem to pick one guy who's got a beer to do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, I should Hilarious. shave. I know, Hazen's next. Uh-oh, I should shave. <laughs> Hazen's like, sir, um, I'm recording a vlog. I, ca- I can't do push-ups. <laughs> Can I use my knees? No, soldier, get those knees up. <laughs> Speak, um, speaking of the soldiers and Lamplight Lounge, did you notice in, on the wall or the Toy Story section, there was uh, it looked like a shelf with two sneakers or just two. It, it, would, uh, it looked like a shelf with just sneakers on it. Did you see it, Hazen? Um, I want to say yes, but right now, like everything is just running through my head in Lamplight Lounge. So when we were there with Melissa, we were looking at all the different decorations. We saw the chair that you took a photo of with Miguel, and that that thing is awesome. Yeah. But on the wall, there's one thing that just stood out to me, and I was like, okay, there's a shelf. It's kind of angled with sneakers on it, or just a pair of sneakers, one shoe on each side of the shelf. I was like, why? What movie is this in? How like, are they what is this? Yeah. What's the significance of this this thing? And then. Like five minutes later, we we're like, "Oh, it's the they." I guess the uh, people at Pixar use that to um, get reference on how the army men would move. Oh, so there was the actually with the boards nailed to yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like how the army men would walk. Yeah. I was like, "Nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is a it cool really little cool. Easter egg. Very yeah. cool." But we were thinking, like, what movie is this in? I don't recognize those shoes anywhere. And I'm a shoes are like, they? What the heck is going on? They're yeah, kind of old looking. Like, what cool is it? Um, are they Reebok pumps? What's going on? <laughs> Why do those say LA gear? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, on that note, I think that's a good place to end today's episode, guys. Uh, yeah, again, if you guys had a chance to attend the opening of toy story land or if you just have some thoughts because you visited one of the other lands that's toy story themed in any of the other disney parks you know leave us a comment tell us what you guys think you know we're interested especially if you've been to the other versions how it compares to this one and if you had that excitement just kind of coursing through your veins knowing that now it was going to be open in florida and you didn't have to fly halfway across the world to see anything like this so yeah leave a comment at facebook instagram or on twitter we are at podcateers on all of those services if you want to check out some of our videos just go over to the youtubes and search for podcateers subscribe to the channel hit that little notification bell icon so that you are told by youtube hey they posted a video. You should come check it out. Hit that thumbs up button. Share it with your friends. And while you're at it, head over to YouTube.com slash Disney for two and sign up for Disney for two's YouTube channel as well. Hit that subscribe button and hit that little notification bell icon as well so that you're also told, hey, psst, hey, psst, hey, you, YouTube watcher, user, person, 
on your phone. Did you know that Disney for Two posted this chicken video? You didn't. You should go watch it because it was fun and they compared chicken from Flows and from Plaza. That's what the YouTube app does. I'm not making this up. That's just what happens. And if you hit that little bell notifications icon, you would have known that too. So you should do it. That's how you'll know. If you guys want to find all of our personal links, just head on over to podcateers.com slash team. You will find all of our personal links, including our Instagrams, Facebooks, uh, Etsy pages, personal websites, Instagrams, and uh, our favorite Disney characters and all sorts of cool stuff. So head on over, say hello, and tell us if maybe you share a favorite character with any one of us. Team Boat Willie. We are officially signed up for the Chalk Walk, and this week we are kind of launching an, a unique campaign for us, guys. So make sure that you're following us on all of our social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We're doing a pre-sale for a Team Boat Willy pin. This is something we've never done before, but we thought it would be super fun for you to get something in return for helping out the kids over at Chalk. So we for all of the pre-sale information, head on over to Instagram. You'll see the post there. It'll be in our stories. It'll be pinned to our profile as well. You'll find all of the details. You can head over to podcateers.com and go to the Team Boat Willie page as well. You'll find all of the details on how you can pre-order a Team Boat Willie pin. The goal is to have the pins the week of the chalk walk. And if you plan on joining us, we could just hand it to you. You don't have to have it shipped so you can save some money. But if you won't be able to join us and you just want it shipped and you want to support from afar for a small fee, you can also have it shipped. Again, all of that information is going to be on the Team Boat Willie page. Head over to podcateers.com. Up in the top menu, you'll see the Team Boat Willie page. Click on there and you'll get all of the information. Plus, if you want to join us as part of Team Boat Willie this year, there's going to be a link there for you to sign up. And Or if you just want to give a donation, you can do that as well. It's up to you. If you guys want to help out the podcast itself, a great way to do that is by using our Amazon link the next time you place your next purchase via Amazon. You can start by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon and clicking on the huge Amazon button on that page. How huge is it? I mean, you just got to go to the page and find out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you. But <laughs> it's nothing like going to Florida and experiencing a, ro a roller coaster when you could just do it on YouTube. You can actually <laughs> go to podcateers.com slash Amazon and see how big the button is for yourself. But when you click on it before you make your next purchase... Uh, it takes you over to Amazon using our special link and anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because you went through the process of those few extra clicks. And to all of you that are going through that, thank you very much for that added support. Another great way to help out the podcast is by becoming a fairy godparent of our podcast. We like to call them fairy godparents, but they've decided they want to be known as the FGP squad, and we thank them for that, and we love them for that as well. Becoming an FGP is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. You can give as little or as much as you want monthly, but for a minimum contribution of $5, you do get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support. And we are working on other tiers that are going to be coming to Patreon uh, very, very soon. And to all of the current members of the FGP squad, a huge thank you goes out to all of you for your support. That's going to wrap it up, guys. <laughs> Uh, how do we add that as part of a baseline or something to something that we play now? Maybe to the new theme song? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you were, we did tap you to do some voiceover work the next time we have it available because you sounded the so next much. Time. I wasn't I mean, good enough the first time. Well, you did uh, sound <laughs> so much like the person in the intro. I mean, it was uncanny. You did such a good job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I listened to it a couple of times. I was trying to channel that person you know well, i think i good did job. pretty well, well yeah done. i think well it hashtag done. nailed it <laughs> <laughs> all right guys, so that is gonna be it for this episode so until next week here's to beers cheers and make it ears have a fantastic week everyone peace out bye see you next week <laughs>